All right, we're talking about the fear of God, and the fear of God is, remember, is an awesome awareness of God's presence. It is a reverential fear of honoring and praising Him. And so we want to learn today that the fear of God is learned, and then it is taught. In other words, we just said automatically, okay, I fear God. No, it's something that we learn in our walk with the Lord himself. We learn to fear him in every aspect of our life. And then once we do that, then we can teach it to others. That's what it's all about anyway, isn't it? When we're walking with Jesus, we're always wanting to grow in our lives also, we want to be able to teach others as we are growing and helping them to grow in their lives as well. So, remember now that there are many blessings of fearing God. Just a reminder, uh, to fear God, we have protection, prosperity, health. We have the Word of God. We have the worship of God. We have His wisdom, knowledge, integrity. We rule and reign with him. We're in unity. We have salvation. We have rest. We have compassion. We have mercy. We have honor. We have goodness. We have happiness. And we have self-confidence. Those are the things that are benefits of fearing God. So let's turn, first of all, we're going to be in the word of God normally, as we always are, to understand what the fear of God is and how we learn it, and how we can teach it. So Jeremiah 32, 39 is where we're going to just the first scripture, just to introduce us to Jeremiah 32, 39. It says, then I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and their children after them. So God wants us to fear him forever and it's for our good and it's for our children, for those descendants of us in this world today. So we want to fear God, but it is good that we do that. It is for our good. Also in uh, Psalm 84, verse 11, the Lord God is the sun, sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. How do we walk uprightly? By fearing God. So when we fear God, we walk uprightly, and he doesn't withhold anything from us. Isn't that of a loving Heavenly Father? That's what he does for us. As we fear him, praise be to God. So, fearing God is a learning process. Turn with me to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. That's where the people started to be able to learn things. God was always trying to teach them. He, he brought them out of bondage from Egypt, 
And he began to teach them certain things. And one thing he wanted to teach them was to fear him. So in Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 4, verse 10, chapter 4, verse 10, praise the Lord. Especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on earth, that they may teach their children. So he wanted the people to gather together, so that he, he could teach them how to fear him. It was something new to them. They'd been set free, just as we were set free when we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We were set free from uh, sin and the dominion of sin over our lives. But when we begin to walk with him, we need to learn how to fear God. And that's what he was trying to do with the children of Israel. Set them free. He did that. Now they need to learn to fear him. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Verses 12 through 13. Deuteronomy 31. Verses 12 and 13. He said, now gather the people together, men and women. So Moses said to they gathered the people together, men and women and little ones and the stranger who is within your gates, that they may hear and that they may learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully observe the words of his law. So, was to gather the people together. You know, this is to be a good teaching in, uh, in a church or in a Bible study somewhere. It's to gather the people together to learn to fear the Lord. And, and, that, and that, that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear. Not only um, bring the adults together, but bring the, the children together as well, that they may learn to fear the Lord as long as you live in the land which you cross, which, which you cross the Jordan to possess. So when we go into the promised land that he has for us in our lives today, we are to gather together to be able to fear God, to learn how to do that. We got to hear him and hear what he's saying, to learn to fear him and to be able to walk in the fear of God every single day so that we can walk uprightly before him so that we can then receive every good thing that he wants for our lives. You see, God is willing to pour out his blessings upon us but it's our part to learn to walk in the fear of him so that we may be able to receive the goodness that he has for us. 
David uh, talked about that, about fearing God in Psalm 34. Turn back to, to, to Psalm 34. And let's start with verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear it and be glad. So I'm going I'm to praise the Lord. I'm going to proclaim God, and people are going to hear it. I'm going to magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together, honoring his name. That sounds like fearing God, doesn't it? That's what we're saying. The definition of fearing God is to honor him. And that's what we want to do. Now, here's some blessings that David talks about in fearing the Lord. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Deliverance comes to us when we learn to fear God from everything that we're facing in this earth, any anxiety, worries, or fears, he is willing to say, you are set free. Hallelujah. Then the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. So we have his protection. You know, we have his protection when we go out of our home, when we turn to our, from our home, into our home. We have our protection when we travel anywhere. We have his protection because we learn to fear God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. We are blessed as we fear the Lord. Verse 9, oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want for those who fear him. In other words, if I learn to fear God, I'm not going to lack a thing. I have all my physical needs met. I don't have to worry about them because I'm honoring God. I'm fearing him. I'm walking in his presence. I'm doing what he wants me to do. When I do that, all my physical needs are met. I lack nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me have some water here. Hallelujah. Well, blessed be the name. The, the, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. That's what David was saying. Listen, if you want all these blessings to come upon you, come now. Let me teach you. Let me teach you the fear of the Lord. So that's very important. God's people were told to gather together to learn to fear God. To learn to fear God. Also, David says, now listen, I'm going, I'm going to teach you the fear of God because when I do, then you're going to be blessed by God in all kinds of ways. So, now, 
That's what I'm going to do with you. I'm going to, we're going to learn how to fear God. We won't be able to do it all in this session, but we're going to be able to start by learning how to fear God. You ready? Let's get on board with that. It's important. To me, it's the most important thing to do after we are saved and have our salvation is to learn to fear God and to walk in that fear every single day. So let's turn now to James chapter 4, and we're going to start learning how to fear God. James chapter 4. You know, God's word tells us everything that we need to know. It's not a thing that we lack from God's word because we have everything. Hallelujah. All right. First of all, James chapter four, verse eight. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So first of all, we need to get into his presence. Draw near to God. In other words, sit before him. Come before him. Not, not, you know, I think many people think that we need to come to God because we need to ask him for so many things and he wants to supply all our need. Yes, he does. But most important of all, he wants us to come to him to have a relationship with him and to sit with him. So we need to draw near to God and he'll draw near to us. You see, the first thing to do is not him drawing near to us, but it's us drawing near to him. When we put that effort out to draw near to him, then he says, I'm going to draw near to you. He's waiting on us. He's ready to draw near to us. But he's waiting on us to draw near to him, to be in his presence, so that we may honor him and worship him and to cleanse our hands and to purify our hearts. In other words, don't be double-minded. You can't walk in this world and think of ways of the world and walk in him and expect to receive everything that he wants from that he wants to give you. So let's turn next of all to Matthew chapter five. After we get into his presence, Matthew chapter five, verse eight. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. <laughs> Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What is our heart? Our heart is the very center of, of our being. Our spirits now have become perfect, and our minds need to be renewed. So what are we drawing from? Are we drawing from our mind? Or are we drawing from our heart? of our spirit and whatever it is, the center of our life should be drawing from our spirits. So we need to purify 
everything that's in our life that's not of him, to be totally committed to fearing God completely. Sin pollutes and defiles our relationship with God, and it defiles our relationship with ourselves. It hinders us. So we need to come and to peer, purify our hearts. Get everything out that's not of God. Get everything out that's not of God. We need to come into his presence, first of all. And then once in his presence, you see, he's able then to draw near to us to be able to let us know where we need to purify our lives. See, we want to be pure and holy before him. We want to come and make sure that there's nothing standing in the way of us walking in our right relationship with him and fearing him. So, James chapter 4 says, get in his presence. Matthew 5, 8 says, we need to purify our heart just as well as James chapter 4, verse 8 says. James chapter 4, verse 8 also says, don't be double-minded. Don't be double-minded. Hmm. You know, uh, I don't know. How to, don't be double-minded. He's always wanted his people to be single-minded towards him. Turn with me to 2 Kings. 2 Kings. What has that got to do with being double-minded? Well, let's go over there and look. 2 Kings chapter 17. 17. Chapter 17. And we're going to look at verses 24 through 41. Oh, mercy, Frank. We're going to read all of that? Well, no, we don't need to read all of that. But we're going to look at the fact that in verse 24, then King, King of Isaiah brought people from Babylon and all those places and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel, and they took possession of Samaria and dwelt in its cities. So here we have the world coming into the place where God's people are. That's not what God wants. So, verse 25, And it was so at the beginning of their dwelling there that they did not fear the Lord. Oh, that's what we're talking about, isn't it? Therefore the Lord sent them lions among them, which killed some of them. You see, God's importance that we want to fear him. He's not going to do that with us today. But he's going to back off. If, if, if you want to go the way of the world, that's, that's your choice. But he wants us to be single-minded and to walk in him and to fear him. Verse 28. Then one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel and taught them how they should fear the Lord. 
praise God, we got somebody now that's going to teach them how to fear the Lord. You see, they've gotten away from fearing God and walking in the way of the world. And because of that, it brought disaster upon them. That's what's going to take place in our life too. When we don't fear God, when it opens up the door for disaster to take place, opens up the door for the devil to come in and to take root in our lives. And to, he wants to influence us. He wants to deceive us and tempt us with the ways of the world. But if we, one of the priests came to taught them how they should fear the Lord. Hallelujah. However, every nation continued to make gods of its own. <laughs> they still, they still were walking in the way of the world. Okay, we're supposed to fear God. Okay, we'll do that, but we're going to have our gods too. No, you can't do that. You can't be double-minded. You can't serve the God of this world and the God of heaven as well. No, that's not going to work. You can't serve what's going on in the world today and serve God at the same time. That's not going to work. But they did it. They tried to do that over and over again. So verse 32 so they feared the Lord, and from every class they appointed for themselves priests of the high places, of the sacrifices of them in the shrines of high places. So they were taught to fear the Lord. And then the fear of the Lord, they feared the Lord, yet served their own gods. <laughs> they feared the Lord from every class and the port of this priest of the high places. <laughs> Glory be to God. Of the pagan worship. They fear the Lord, but they're going to say, okay, now we're going to have uh, these uh, priests to be able to, of the, of the high places that we've set up, we're going to still fear the God, but we're going to have uh, our religious priests to be able to help us to worship the gods of this world. It's not working. It's not going to work. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> so they, they, that's, that's not going to work. The, verse 34, they do not fear the Lord. They form their own rituals. Verse 35, whom the Lord had made a covenant and charged them saying, you shall not fear other gods. Because the Lord brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Him you shall fear. And you shall worship and him. And, and to him you shall offer sacrifice. But they will offer sacrifices to other gods. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Ugh. Verse 37, at the end of that, you shall not fear other gods. Verse 38, the covenant that I have made with you, you shall not forget, nor shall you fear other gods. But the Lord your God, you shall fear, and he will deliver you from the hand of your enemies. If you learn to fear me, 
I will make sure that your enemies will not come against you. I will take care of your enemies. That's what he's saying to us today. If we learn to fear God, he'll take care of the enemies. Remember what David said in Psalm 34? He said, now listen, um, I, 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 if you fear God, you'll have protection. Angels will be about you. And, and the scripture even says also in Psalms that no evil shall come against you. No plague shall come nigh your dwelling. So why don't we just fear the Lord and stop trying to worship other gods in this world today? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Praise be to God. Well, glory to God. We have to stop here. We'll continue to next time to learn how to fear God, and then we'll get into uh, to learn to pass it on. Yeah. You know, once you learn things, you need to pass it on. It's important now to sit in God's presence. When you do that, draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Purify your heart, your center of your life from everything is the filth of this world. Don't be double-minded. Can't serve the gods of this world and the God of heaven as well. Let's pray now. Father, help us to be taught by you, to fear you. I pray now, Father God, that we will learn to fear you, to receive the very best that we have. I pray that upon you today, and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will fear God and him and him only, learning every single day that the fear of the Lord brings his blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.